welcome, 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 welcome to what, what what fucking episode? I don't even know what episode this is. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop saying what episode it is because I feel like I'm just like once we get to like 20, 25, I don't know. I'm just gonna fucking forget. So from here on out, I'm just not gonna say the episode. But either way, here we are, Smash Mouth Football Podcast. I'm here, Chris McGuire, one of your astounding co-hosts, Gavin, Connor, P. Schmitty. P. Schmitty's here for the second time in a row. We are already doubling his contributions. P. Schmitty, how, how how's it feel? To be doubling my contributions. I hope to keep this up. I hope to always be here for you guys. Um, And yeah, having fun. I'll be there for you. All right, and moving on. Moving on. <laughs> We're going to talk about football. Week two games are in the books. Shall I do my quick re- little recap? I'm going to do it anyway. Browns. Browns beat the Bengals 35 to 30. Baker Mayfield actually looked competent. Dalvin Cook, not Dalvin Cook, what the fuck? Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, 200 plus rushing yards. Mitchell Trubisky beat the, and the Bears beat the Giants, 17-13. Obviously, the Giants' offense couldn't do fucking shit, and that's great. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Falcons, 40 to 39. Obviously, Mike McCarthy. I don't know. I. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. I don't know how he lucked out of this one. Con, I know you're happy about it, but that onside kick, clearly he, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he jerked off a genie or something. I don't fucking know. The Packers and the Lions. Packers and Aaron Rodgers keep on cooking 42-21. to Jaguars and the Titans. The Titans barely scraped by the tanking Jaguars. The Jaguars only lost by three points. They are now 1-1. One and one. The Colts destroyed the Vikings, not destroyed by, by by relatively to the score, 28 to 11, but this entire game, the entire fucking time, called it, boring-ass game, horrible game. Nonetheless, Colts win 28 to 11. Bills win 31 to 28 with Josh Allen's first 400-yard passing game ever, and he's looking pretty fucking good. Uh, we're going to move on from that. Because I don't want to talk about it. Uh, 49ers <laughs> going against the Jets. The 49ers destroyed the Jets 31-13. But that's not without getting hurt by the MetLife Stadium turf. Solomon Thomas and uh, the Forrest Buckner. Not the Forrest Buckner. Solomon Thomas and Joey Bosa. Each tear to the Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Wrong Bosa. Nick Bosa. Fuck. God. Why do I do this every fucking episode? I look so fucking dumb. Somebody else needs to just... Do this for me. Rams and the Eagles. The Rams absolutely destroyed the Eagles. 37-19. Carson Wentz sucks. Broncos and the Steelers. Steelers scrape by. Jeff Driscoll and the Broncos. The Broncos just signed uh, Blake Bortles, the boat. So we'll see how that goes. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 31-17. Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray strengthening his potential MVP candidacy. Beating the Washington football team 30-15. to the Chiefs scrape by the Chargers with Justin Herbert's debut, 23-20. A last-second 58-yard uh, field goal by Harrison Bucker. The Ravens beat the Texans, 33-16. Who saw that coming? Everybody. The Seahawks beat the Patriots despite how awesome and great Cam Newton was. Who would ever let Cam Newton go? Because he is so goddamn talented. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson keeps on cooking, 35-30. And the surprise game of the week for me, the Raiders beat the Saints 34-24. to Derek Carr looked good. That offense looked good. 
and Drew Brees looks like he needs to be in a nursing home. So, boys, topics today. Let's start. We have we have how many two and zero teams? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have eleven two and zero teams. Who is the worst team on the material? Just so you guys know, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pichmitty's Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans. Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, the Bears, Arizona Cardinals, and the Los, An- Los Angeles Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Connor, I'm going to let you go first. Who of these teams, despite the hot start, quote-unquote, who of the which of these teams do you think is the worst? So I think this is actually a pretty easy question. I mean, you said the Chicago Bears. There's just not a good team. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky's awful. He had one good quarter where he threw for three touchdowns against the Lions, where he looked like, you know, an elite quarterback. The rest of the time he's played, he's looked awful like a regular Mitch Trubisky. And, uh, you know, they beat the Lions and the Giants. They could barely hold on against your miserable Giants. I barely even consider them 2-0. I can't imagine that they're going to get to the postseason. And I think this is a, a very easy question. They do have a good defense. But, you know, this league is all about quarterback play, and they have a very bad quarterback. So, P. Schmitty, we were talking in group chat uh, when we were talking about topics, and we brought this topics up, and a couple of people brought the Bears, and you put a gif in of Derek Carr and the Raiders. Do you believe the Raiders are the worst team? Do you think they got lucky against the Saints, or... Are the Saints that bad, and are the Ravens really the worst? Not the Ravens, the Raiders, the worst 2-0 team. You know, I do want to say the Raiders are, but as much as none of us are a fan of Derek Carr, I'd take Derek Carr over Mitch Trubisky. At least, you know, he's very boring and conservative quarterback. He doesn't make super dumb mistakes like Mitch Trubisky. Um, um, but I I know the Bears. Like Connor pointed out, Mitch Trubisky sucks. Like he sucks. Everything about the Bears sucks. They barely beat your crappy Giants. I can't believe we we're talking about taking the Giants over the Bears. We're gonna pretend we didn't do that. Wait 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 wait. We took them with the spread. We, we won that game. You know what? You know what? One second. One second. Let me just take this. Good teams win. Great teams cover. And you know what? Fuck it. You know, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. The Giants lost, but they covered. And that's what great teams do. Do great teams win Super Bowls? Blah, 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 what, whatever. Fuck your rings. Go on. Continue. I think uh, Gavin made Bitches. a good at the very end of the last podcast, though, about Drew Brees. Um, Gavin, if you'd like to continue what you were saying about Drew Brees, because I thought you were making really good points, and it really showed in the Monday Night game. Yeah. Um. Boy, like... I think that there's a case for the Raiders being the worst 2 0 team. Um, that has a lot to do with, well, one, their first, I'll get to Drew Brees. Their first week, they played, um, man, really t- stiff competition to the Panthers and uh, allowed 30 points and um, barely, barely outscored the Panthers. Uh, it was a close game, and that's nothing to, nothing to brag about. And then you go on Monday Night Football, they did win a game that really I don't think anyone expected them to win at all. Um, that was impressive. However, 
Drew Brees is looking rough, man. His arm is cooked. And I think we might be seeing a Peyton Manning-esque cliff here. Um, and it's it's if you're a Saints fan, I'd be sad, man, because I think um, they've been trying to get the last little bit of Drew Brees. They've, they've really like squeezed every little bit of juice out of Drew Brees that they possibly could and sent themselves into cap hell, like I've said before, doing it. And um, if, if they don't make a like a Super Bowl run here, and I don't think that's possible with the way Drew Brees is playing, it's going to be a rough next few years for the Saints. And the way Drew Brees is looking, you can't win a Super Bowl with him the way he's playing. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, yeah, the Broncos did it with Peyton Manning, but I don't talk about that game, one. And two, that defense is a lot better than the Saints defense. The Saints defense is good, but it's not historically great. You, you so, just brought up that game. I did. It's okay. Uh, you said you don't talk about the game, but you just talked about it. I referenced it. I don't go into detail about it. Question. Do you think if you insert Michael Thomas into Monday night's game, the outcome is different? No. No, I don't. There's, there, I don't think Michael Thomas accounts for 10 points in that game necessarily. Like, he's good, obviously. One of the, one of the better receivers in the league. Connor, you know, may think that he's the second coming of Jerry Rice, but honestly. Uh, Jerry Rice looks like a scrub next to Michael Thomas. Oh, if only Jerry Rice caught slammer Mike. So, any, anyways, um, no, I, I don't think. I mean, obviously, Michael Thomas is good and he he helps them a lot, but I don't think they they win that game necessarily if he's in the game. Um, but it, I think, regardless, if Drew Brees doesn't, I don't know, reverse course or whatever this is. If this is a cliff, the Saints are in trouble. And um, that kind of brings it us brings us into I think the Raiders are probably the worst because I mean Mitch Trubisky yes I think we've all been on the train that Mitch Trubisky's bad because he is and for three years he's been terrible these first two games look at the first the last quarter of the Lions game and then this game he didn't look that bad either he's looking more like a not a good quarterback but a competent one and so um, I think the the Bears, if they play, if they have a Mitch Trubisky like this, they could make the playoffs. And we thought we had the Lions. Well, I had the Lions maybe be in that wild card spot. Look, Connor, you can shake your head all you want, but they have set, we have seven playoff spots now. You know, it's not really that hard, you know, especially they when scored 17 points against the Giants. I know. Okay. But like, terrible. The Lions suck, right? The Vikings are, man, they're bad. Kirk Cousins. struggling. Cousins had a 15 passer rating at the end of that game. Like, dude is like, I, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do. They're bad. And then the Packers are good. But obviously, I think the Bears are the second best team in that division. Um, it's a little early to call them the Lions, but I think, I don't know, man. I just just look out for the Bears. So. So. I'm just going to bring, I'm just going to bring up uh, Drew Brees stats real quick. Currently, if you're two games, 472 yards. Uh, 64.7 completion percentage, which is almost 10 points down from his completion percentage from last year, which was 74.3. Uh, one one pick against three touchdowns. Uh, his yards per attempt 6.9. His passer rating is 93.5 compared to 116.3 last year. See, his arm just looks absolutely dead. 
And it wasn't like he was hitting any of these deep passes last year. It wasn't like he was really just, you know, you see Patrick Mahomes, you see Lamar Jackson able to just absolutely chuck it deep. Drew Brees wasn't doing that. Drew Brees is hitting slants with Michael Thomas, these intermediate throws, these timing routes, because they know that his arm is dead. It's been done. Now it looks really done. And it just looks like what the Raiders were doing was they were just saying, hey, Drew, we're going to try and make you beat us with your arm. Our defense sucks. We know we suck. But we know you can't do anything besides throw five-yard, six-yard routes. We're going to keep everything in front of us. And that's literally what they did. There's nothing. There's, I don't remember any intermediate route that Drew Brees was able to throw. Like Back to the, that combo a few weeks ago that we had with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Tom Brady in, in this past week, he looked awesome. The issue was he had three dropped, he had like three dropped touchdowns. And his arm looked very alive. Drew Brees, I don't know. I I don't want to say I have a stronger arm than Drew Brees, but bitch. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You see that shit? Come on. Anyway, back 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 on topic to the conversation. What I will say is I don't think the Raiders are the worst. And I'll tell you what, I think the Raiders can manage. And I think part of that is because I I think John Gruden gets a lot of shit because John Gruden is a horrible, horrible talent evaluator. One of the worst drafters ever. He traded away Khalil Mack when they had no pass rush, which in the end, if they really drafted well, it wouldn't have made a big deal, but they didn't. Chris, I got a question. What's up? How much is how much of that is John Gruden? How much of that is the dude they brought in to evaluate talent, Mike Mayock? Well, I mean, before Mike Mayock was there, I mean, John Gruden was drafting. Sure. Okay, that's fair. I I thought you meant like still like this past draft. I mean, this past draft was both of them together, and I think John Gruden's talent evaluation mixed with Mike Mayock's is a recipe for absolute fucking disaster. And that's the thing. John Gruden is actually an excellent coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's never had a good quarterback before, but yet he Brad has. <laughs> yeah, Brad fucking Johnson. Uh, with that said, like, he really is an excellent coach. Like last year, Derek Carr had a 70.4 completion percentage, 4,054 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. His yards per attempt was right under eight. And that's with his best weapons being Darren Waller and a slot receiver, a rookie slot receiver, and Hunter Renfro. This year, Derek Carr already, he's starting off 73.5 completion percentage, 521 yards, four touchdowns against zero picks. And yeah, Derek Carr, he's he's kind of a bitch. He, 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 just, he doesn't throw past the sticks. Last year, his intended air yards to the sticks was 2.3 sh- yards short of the sticks. Which was, and yet John Gruden coached his offense with Derek Carr in yards per play last year. Their offense was six. Imagine getting your offense up and ready to be six in yards per play despite Derek Carr. Imagine John Gruden with an actual offense. Have it, you, it, like, he, he's easily of like, you know, like, quarterbacks whenever it's a certain amount of yards to go 
Um, and like typically quarterbacks try to throw past the sticks. They throw their, their average depth of target is, is longer, like the farther they have to go. And Derek Carr's isn't, he throws the same every single time, no matter the down and distance. It's, it's funny. I mean, really, but (laughs) I don't know, man. So personally, personally, I am going to go to bears and it's really one reason, one reason only it is Mitch Trubisky. I mean, have you have you guys seen this these stats for uh, when he throws to Allen Robinson this year? No. So when he throws, so overall, Mitch Trubisky, listen to these elite numbers: fifty nine point four completion percentage, four hundred thirty two yards, five touchdowns, two picks, six point eight yards per attempt. When throwing to Allen Robinson. Pro Bowl, All-Pro caliber receiver. Mitch is 8 of 18. 107 yards, 5.9 yards per attempt. How the fuck do you do that? See, this defense is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Robert Quinn looked incredible against the Giants, and that's not saying much because the Giants' offensive line is just fucking horrendous. (laughs) But with that being said, he looked awesome. Eddie Jackson is awesome. Khalil Mack is awesome. Fucking Jalen Johnson, rookie cornerback out of Utah, looks like a fucking steal out of the second round. But with that said, this offense is just so bad. And if you can't get your star receiver going, Allen Robinson, who made Blake Bortles look good, made Mitch Trubisky look good in spurts, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Moving on to we have a lot of 0 and two teams so far this season. And usually when you start 0-2, you have a 12% chance to make the playoffs. Historically, throughout the NFL, you have a 12% chance of making the playoffs after going 0-2. This year, playoffs are expanded. It's easier. With that said, do we have any teams that can actually dig themselves out and make the playoffs? Here are the 0-2 teams. We have the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Go to Peachmany. Is there any team there? Is there any team there that can actually potentially make a run despite going 0-2? Um, I definitely think the Texans can. I think if you look at their division, I don't think any one of those teams is particularly great. They've played two really good teams thus far don't get me wrong i don't think watson has looked very good but they played the ravens and they played the chiefs i think they definitely have a better chance no matter what their schedule is going to get a little bit easier than it's been don't get me wrong they're going to start own three they do play the pittsburgh steelers this week but following their own three star i would bet i would would bet i don't feel confident in that but just keep going (laughs) and um who else was i gonna say I do still think the Lions have a chance at grabbing that seventh spot. Again, I don't think their division is anything special besides the Packers. I think they could end up winning eight games down the stretch, possibly squeezing the spot. Depends on how the NFC is looking. But other than that, as we've seen from the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bengals, they're done. Dunzo, absolutely Dunzo. Connor, what do you think? So I agree with Peachmany. Obviously, the Texans 
can come back. I mean, they were in the AFC Championship game last year, and losing to the Chiefs and the Ravens isn't embarrassing in any way. But I want to add the Eagles. I want to make all the Eagles listeners we have happy. All one of them. All one of the Eagles fans <laughs> listeners we have very happy. For you, the, the, the NFC East <laughs> is terrible. I know the Cowboys somehow miraculously pulled out a win. I don't know how it happened. I don't think I'm ever going to understand it, but they don't look like they're going to be a juggernaut this year. The Washington football team, they're probably not going to be good this year. The Giants are probably one of the three worst teams in football. Eagles could get back in this thing. I mean, the Eagles could end the season eight and eight and make the playoffs. That's the kind of year the NFC East is, I think is heading for again this year. They're just consistently a bad division. I don't know. I don't know why they continue to let one of our teams into the, into the postseason, Chris. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division. But Wait, I do how, think what that... What the fuck do you mean? Wait, what the fuck do you mean they let one of our teams into What the fuck? The Giants have made the playoffs twice in the past decade. Do not talk to me about letting our teams in. Do not put that on me. You know better. That you upset me. By the way, it was the Titans in the AFC Championship game, not the Texans. The Sorry, t- yeah, Texans like, lost in the divisional round to the to the Chiefs. You're I, right. I didn't want to be a dick and point it out, but you upset me there. We need that. We need we need fact checkers like you, Chris. That you make the world go round. Oh, but boy. I do think the Eagles can get back into this thing. I mean, it was a rough first two weeks, but NFC East doesn't look great. I still think my Cowboys are going to bounce back and be re- good this year, but I mean. Out of all the 0-2 teams outside of the Texans, I think the Eagles probably have the second best chance of turning this what thing around. About the Eagles, though, like aside from a crappy Only division, do they play in the NFC East. Honestly, it's, it's, it's the division they play in that they can make the playoffs. Aside from the fact but, that they're in shitty division, but that's the issue, though. They so you want to say they're in the NFC East, they can make the playoffs. There are seven teams that make the playoffs in each conference. They lost to the Washington football team. So you're so like you're saying that they're in a bad division, which is true, but they only have one more game against the Washington football team and they already lost. So what's the, like what's to say that they don't lose one of the two games against the Giants? Who's to say okay, that they okay. don't I got I got they don't I got They're question. not going to lose against the Gi- I I don't think they're going to lose against the, Gi- the Giants are worse you than the Washington think- football team. How can you say that when the Giants for most the Washington of the football game... team has a good pass rush, a better head coach than the, than the Giants has, and I mean just a better defense by by miles. I mean the Giants are bad on both sides of the ball. The Washington football team at least has a pretty promising the defense. Giants, the Giants were for most of the game against the Steelers were in the game. They were in the game, and then they the had a Giants tough week this week. Game, the Giants in that game have played better football than any quarter that the Philadelphia Eagles have played this year, besides the first quarter. Yeah, the first that, quarter. The first so, quarter, the very first game. I guess I can ask you a question, Chris. Do you think the Giants have a chance of turning this around? Fuck no. Fuck no. You gonna say? <laughs> Fuck no. Are you kidding me? No, they have no shot. And once I now you got me on a little bit. Now you got me a little bit on red. Oh, I'm no. just gonna say I'm gonna say this real quick because people are bothering me on Twitter. First of all, Giant fans, take a seat. Remember 2011? You remember 2007? Those were cool. Super Bowls in the past 20 years, that's cool. Not 
every fucking media member, not every analytics site, not every person who says that Daniel Jones needs to get better, which is a fact when you have a young quarterback, not every person who says that a bad team who has made the playoffs twice in the past decade, once since the Super Bowl in 2011, and not and has had a losing record basically every year since 2014. Nobody hates the Giants. I mean, Connor hates the Giants. He's a Cowboys fan. But nobody who talks... I pity the Giants. Nobody who talks poorly of the Giants just automatically hates the fucking Giants. The Giants have just been bad. And Daniel Jones, just because I say that he needs to get better, does not mean that I'm out on Daniel Jones. Don't get me fucking wrong. If the Giants go 0-16 and they don't take Trevor Lawrence, they're fucking idiots because Trevor Lawrence is a next-level prospect. With that said, I don't think they're going to. And also, I'm very encouraged by Daniel Jones thus far this season. But, saw last game, he fumbled again. He fucking fumbled again. He's got to fucking fix that. He's got to read defenses better, even though so far, so good. So far this season, showing improvements. Very excited about that. Anyways, no, fuck no, no, the Giants aren't making it. There's absolutely no fucking shot. But I will say, I do agree. The Texans, the Texans absolutely can make some noise. I mean, how could they not? They have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's an absolutely, absolute stud. But I am very, very worried about the Texans. And that, and that said, it's because their defense isn't good. Last year, people said that their defense was good. People are just so used to the Texans being good because they had J.J. Watt. Last year, the Texans' defense gave up more points than their offense scored. Their defense isn't good. They gave up DeAndre Hopkins. If anything, what this season has showed us so far through two weeks is just how valuable the receiver position is. As everybody, like everybody says, like quarterback position is the most valuable position, but... In my opinion, next to that is their receiving weapons. And you see that with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. How good does, does fucking Josh Allen look right now? Josh Allen, he, people are putting in, putting in picks for him to be the MVP this year. He looks incredible. And that's because Stephon Diggs has been so fucking good, getting him so many easy completions. DeAndre Hopkins to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray looks like a potential MVP candidate. And those two quarterbacks that lost their receivers, Kirk Cousins, uh, fucking Deshaun Watson. They look, they look like they have no idea what they're doing at the quarterback position, and that's because you took their best weapons away from them, and they don't have that confidence running the ball. Regardless, still, I think Deshaun Watson is a very, very good quarterback. And down the stretch, their schedule does get a whole shit ton easier. Uh, Gavin, any zero and two teams for you? Well, I think the obvious one is the Texans, and I think it's really the only good answer because unless you have well no because the rest of the teams are either very bad or they're in a division that that is rough now i think that um like the you were talking about the eagles i think like the falcons are probably a better team than the eagles and i think that you know there are a couple teams that like i okay the eagles for the Bengals this week and i i couldn't tell you who's gonna win that game but I think that the Browns or I mean, the sorry, the Bengals are in such a tough division in the AFC North. You can't pick them and their team is just bad. I think Joe Burrow is, you know, is good and promising, but the rest of their team is terrible. And the Falcons are just Jesus, dude. I, I, 
I've never been more confused by a team and an organization more than I am by the Falcons, how they could have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball every year and just be just lose in the most spectacular, hilarious ways possible every single year. And um, their defense is bad. And, and, and so I don't think they have any shot, especially being in the same division as well. The saints are still a good team. And, and then the Buccaneers. Um, so I think the Texans is the obvious choice. Now, the Eagles, it's a very good point that they're in the NFC East. The NFC East is bad. Um, Giants are bad. The Washington football team is bad. Um, I know they beat the Eagles, but I just, I can't see Wentz having fallen off a cliff this fucking hard for no reason. Like, he's, he, he's uh, bad. Like, he is bad like hashtag not good this year. And it really doesn't make any sense because he's we're... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to say his stats real quick. Uh, 58.8 completion percentage, 512 yards, two touchdowns against four interceptions, which is leading the uh, NFL so far, 6.0 yards per attempt. And he's been sacked. I mean, he's been sacked a league high eight times, but I mean, that was all in the first game. So, right, exactly. So those are hashtag not good stats. And, so the first game, you could, you know, chuck that one in the garbage. Okay, their their O line was terrible, and like uh, chuck in the garbage if you're an Eagles fan. I, I don't chuck in the garbage. It definitely still is very concerning. But you could have the excuse of, well, the O line was banged up. We were we were starting, you know, yada yada yada. Whoever Jim Joe Schmo off the street at, at O line, and Carson got sacked eight times, got pressured fucking twenty eight thousand times that that game. He just couldn't he couldn't move the ball. Okay, well, that wasn't the problem week two. Now, the Rams may be a good, a better team than we thought this year. You know, Sean McVay seems to maybe have figured out the 2.0 version of his offense. However, that doesn't mean you get blown out by the Rams. Like, they, that wasn't a competitive game. Carson Wentz, again, looked terrible. Aaron Donald really didn't do what we thought he was going to do. Like, he wasn't really that big of an issue. Um, and Carson Wentz still looked terrible. However, I just, I don't, Either it's it's going to be one of the biggest mysteries ever. Like his weapons aren't worse than they were last year, but he looks so much worse this year than last year, and he didn't look good last year. But you don't have the same. Worse. Yeah, you you don't have the same excuses though this year. I don't think. Like I mean, last year they were down to fucking Greg Ward, and I mean at least you have Djax now. But I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Like he's looking like Drew Brees. And he doesn't, have, he doesn't have the same excuse because he's young, right? That's what I'll say. I, I think I think he does have an excuse. For one, Alshon Jeffries hurt. I mean, who? I mean, that happens. Oh, I mean, he seems to get hurt every. Yeah. He seems to get hurt every year. But Jalen Rager, he just got hurt. He's gonna be out six to eight weeks, and that's on top of not really being able to develop a connection with him because there was no off season. And when they got to the off season. The shortened offseason. Jalen Lamb and Dagger looking pretty good. No, yeah, but Jalen Rager was hurt throughout the offseason as well. Just want to brag about Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, go but, fuck yourself. But, but but Chris Carson Wentz is not the first quarterback in NFL history to have like not great weapons and be in a bad situation. But th- he looks putrid. Like he no, looks- he does. No, 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 no. I'm just all I was saying was there. There are at least some variables as to why this is happening. Yes. I mean, Carson Wentz just doesn't look comfortable. And it's not even like one of those things where it's just like he looks bad 
And then it's just like, oh, like what happened? Like he doesn't look comfortable at all. Like he doesn't look comfortable throwing to anybody outside of Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. He doesn't look comfortable throwing to Deshaun Jackson because Deshaun Jackson last year, he only played one game with him. And then Deshaun Jackson was out the entire year. And now Deshaun Jackson's just another year older and he's his number one. Like that's wild for the Eagles to do. That's wild that they didn't get him any more weapons, especially knowing how injury prone Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey is, how injury prone, not injury prone, uh, yeah, no, no, how injury prone Deshaun Jackson is, and Jalen Rager, I mean, he's your rookie receiver and he was supposed to produce, but he's injured. Well, just so how, how the fuck did they, how, how did they not fucking fire their training staff? I mean, this, this is, is like the third, fourth year in a row. Yeah, but Chris, they do. I think they fired their training staff every single year for the past three years, and it keeps happening. It doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's fucking the Philly water system that's like weakening their bones. I don't know what the fuck it is. But we've gone from their cornerbacks being depleted down to fucking Joe Schmo to their wide receivers, and now it's looking like O line and the receivers. I don't know, dude. It like this. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm just saying that. I don't There's, see Carson Wentz playing this putridly for the rest of the year. No, and if no. he does, dude, if he does, what what are the what's the Eagles' plan? If if Carson goes this entire year playing how he has the first two games, that's a really interesting and concerning development in Philadelphia that's gonna take a lot of reflection from a lot of people because we're too we are a couple years removed from Carson Wentz being an MVP candidate. And now this. He won't. He won't play this bad. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to be great or anything like that. He's going to get better. Because I personally believe that Carson Wentz is a pretty good quarterback. He's a, top, he's a top 15. He can be a top 12 quarterback when he's healthy and good. Well, And we even saw when he's the MVP candidate, he'd be top three. Top, you know, he was good. Like, he was really good. I don't think that's the quarterback that he is baseline. I think that was just a really good year. He was very efficient on third downs, but yada, yada, yada. But when he's good, him and Dak are right there, right next to each other, top 12. I mean, but this year he's fucking bad. Like he looks worse than damn Drew Locke. So if I'm the Eagles, the one thing I'm I'm doing, I'm first of all, I gotta see if he gets better the rest of the year. And then really you have to focus this year on surrounding him with better talent, at least like receiving wise. Their offensive line is fine when it's healthy. It's just not healthy. But Chris, but we're approaching this horizon where we have Jason Peters and Kelsey. They're not getting any younger. They are both like approaching 50, it seems like. And then you have but Lane. Jason Johnson. Peters wasn't supposed to be on the team. No, like, he wasn't. He wasn't. But then like, okay, then you still have Kelsey. And then Lane Johnson seems to also be somewhat injury prone or out like suspended for PEDs. So well, what's the plan in the, in the next couple of years with this O-line whenever you, Jason Peters is fully gone, Kelsey's fully gone. And your only good alignment is 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 Lane Johnson. Well, they they got Andre Dillard, who they still haven't been able to see start yet, or start meaning like many games. They still got Brandon Brooks, who's one of the best guards in football. He's his fucking Achilles now twice. Yeah. So well, that's but that's the thing. I think most most of their concerns are their receiving weapons, and next year they got to try and do that. And if they're if they play as bad as they are now, then it's kind of just like this is this is a team that's trying to just improve Carson Wentz for the, for the rest of 2020. 2021's make or break. If Carson Wentz doesn't show anything like what he was in 2017, then 
I think they got to move on and they got to show maybe what Jalen Hurts has. But, you know, it can't be much worse for 2020. Anyway, moving moving on. Connor, Cowboys won. They won because of an onside kick that the Falcons inexplicably did not recover. Greg the leg with his magic. That was the worst onside kick I've fucking ever seen. I thought it was very creative. What, what was creative about this. it? Usually you see him. Usually you see him like make it like pop in the air. He just like kind of like dribbled it. I think it confused him. What, what, threw him off. What was creative about? It didn't leave make... the air. It did not leave the air. It was just a little dribbler. That, that that that's happened many times throughout history. It wasn't creative. It was, it was, Greg, it was the leg. It went straight to them. It the should MVP have been of the Dallas Cowboys. The Falcons. Regardless, are just, that's the only reason why it worked. It just, regardless, they're mes- mesmerized by his beautiful leg. Spin of the ball. That's the only thing I could possibly <laughs> imagine. That they were just like oh, it's so cool. Look at it. And then they, they were hypnotized like, by the ball. Uh, Go yeah. on. Question to you, Con. Did you agree with them going for two? Yeah, because then that gave them a better sense of what they had to do afterwards. You know, yeah. if you don't go for two there, then, you know, you're going to be down by eight, and then you're going to have to make the two to win the game. They had a better sense of where they, where they, um, what they had to do for the rest of the game. What I had a problem with was the two different times on fourth down that the Cowboys went for it with fake punts. That was infuriating. Yeah. I think that Mike McCarthy had a really rough game and he got bailed out by probably the luckiest win in NFL history. Um, I still think that the Cowboys have real concerns with him at head coach. I actually, this is probably a, a cold take and I don't, it's only been two games, but I think he might be worse than Jason Garrett through two games. He's made a lot of questionable decisions. Um, but yeah, I think that the decision to go for two there was definitely not one of uh, the mistakes he made in that game. No, I thought it was an awesome move, and I think it it kind of like it it begs the the for us to ask the question of maybe he did pay attention more to analytics in the off season. Maybe not much because he's still not really implementing much of a play action game to his passing attack. But he's, you know, you, you're supposed to go for two there because the thought is if you don't, then you're leaving that eight point. Uh, that eight point lead. And you absolutely that, have to get that for the last play you, of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because hypothetically, score. if say you score that that touchdown and you go for the win, a little bit more flexibility. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, um, I I was not bothered by that call, especially because they ended up winning. You know, if they lost, I might I might be on here today. Like Mike McCarthy needs to be fired, but. <laughs> well, here's what I don't understand. Why Why is it that when coaches feel the need to go for it? Why is it that they do these little bullshit like plays with the punters and instead instead just not put their offense out there? Like I'm more confident in Dak Prescott, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup than I am in fucking uh who's who's the fucking Chris punter? Jones. Chris Jones running yeah. for a fucking they made, first him, they made him throw like a twenty yard pass. You know, the and only- it was a little bit short. The only punter I'd be confident doing that in doing that with is Johnny Hecker, because for some reason the oh, way yeah. To figure that out, and he's like 19 for 20 in this fucking career in in terms of you know attempts. So, but that any if anyone else, yes, put your offense on the field. And even I mean, I'm not saying I mean the Rams have gotten away with it. I'm not sure it's like the best process, but I, I don't know. 
yeah, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, fucking put your offense out there. The Panthers did that bullshit against the, you know, in their game, and, and it didn't work because it's stupid. We so, did it twice, yeah, though, so if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah, well, they wouldn't really, really didn't expect it the second time. No. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. So, P. Schmitty, uh a few years ago, I remember – I remember the specific team starting off 1 and 0. And I remember you saying, "Oh, this is my fucking team. This is my second this is my second team." And that team went on to go like 11 and 5, 12 and 4 after one of the after a horrible season after its first overall pick quarterback looked like it was a bust. I'm talking of course of the Los Angeles Rams. They start off hot again. They're 2 and 0. Uh, do you think this team is anything of what it was when you called them actually making a run? Um, I don't think that was me. I did not call them making a run. I know Eli was really big on the Rams for a few years solely because he had Todd Gurley, but I don't think I... I thought, I thought the first year it. after they went like... Three or four, like three and thirteen, four and twelve. I thought you were the one after they went like one and oh, two and oh, where you're like, Oh, I fucking love the Rams. Like, and that had nothing to do with Gurley, you just liked the Rams and you loved Robert Woods. I do love Robert Woods, don't get me wrong. I did make back in twenty sixteen or seventeen, the Vikings had like four wins or whatever, and I was like, This is a playoff team next year, and you guys were all like, No, no way. And they did go on to make the playoffs next year. But anyway, <laughs> the Rams. We're talking oh, about the Rams. Me then. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> okay. Um, I am honestly, I am shocked at how hot they're starting. I, if you heard the podcast from a week ago or whatever, I was not high on the Rams, and I honestly am shocked. I just, I thought uh, they just have looked decent. Jared Goff has, it's look okay, not bad. Their system is working. They're not running the same four plays over and over again and solely relying on motion to get them to get their offense to work. Um, and their defense is working as well. I, I was definitely, I, I can say I was wrong about the Rams thus far. If you had to pick Cardinals, Rams, 49ers to win a division, not, not, well, oh shit, fuck, Seahawks. There's four of them. There's four of them who are fucking good. The Seahawks are going to win a division. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to win a division. Uh, if you had to pick, I don't know, the Cardinals or Seahawks. I mean, I'm picking the Seahawks all the way because fucking Russell Wilson. But, okay, fun, fun, just out of nowhere question that just came, just came to my head. There are four teams right now in the NFC West. I think all of us think three of them are going to win or are going to make the playoffs. At least, right? Well, no, there's no way all four of them do because they're going to like cannibalize each other at one point and they're going to play each other and they're going to make their own records worse. And I don't think that they all four can make the playoffs. That'd be wild. Dude. I don't I don't think so either, but is there a chance? No, because the NFC has enough good teams to where that's not going to happen. I don't think, honestly, the, the Niners, like, I'm scared. One, I was, I was scared before. The NFC has enough really good teams. You have the Packers in the north, everyone else, meh. Nobody in the east and in the south, the Bucks. Cowboys are pretty good. Okay. Okay. The, the, okay. You have the Saint. Okay. We're going to assume Drew Brees. I don't know, man. I can't, I'm not going to call it on Drew Brees. I'm just saying it's very, they, very. They got the Bucks too. I'll still say the Saints, the, the Saints and the Bucks. There, you have the Packers, 
And then you have, I get, yeah, the Seahawks and dude, I don't know about the Cardinals. I still think we're a year early. I don't think that like people are calling an MVP year for Kyler. I think you're way off your rocker. If you're saying that, like, yeah, I, I you know, I think he's going to be a good quarterback again. I'm, I'm beating the, the dead horse here, but Kyler is, he's good, but we've, he's still not playing like an MVP quarterback yet. Like he's still not making the reads that an MVP quarterback makes, making, you know, he's good on his feet and he's promising, but we need to hold our horses. But I, no, I, the, I'm what I was saying on the Niners though. I think we all predicted them to, to regress. I think everyone predicted them too. Cause they're, again, their defense was unsustainably good. Now injuries have fucking wrecked the Niners. Okay. You have Nick Bosa out Solomon Thomas out. And then, you know, you have Raheem Mostert, and he's a running back. Who cares? George, George Kittle was injured, right? Debo Samuel's still out. All of their cornerbacks are out. And, like, what? I don't know. Like, I don't I think the Niners are in trouble. And they, you know, I wouldn't really be all that surprised this year. Maybe a little cold take. They could finish last in this division this year. I agree. I definitely I, agree with that. Yeah, because this, because what really, really, sets this Niners game like their game plan apart is obviously their defense and then their their incredible run game but without the defense the like the running game and the defense like they go hand in hand without if your defense is giving up way too many points and your offense is playing from behind unless you have like this elite quarterback you're not gonna be able to just run the ball down everybody's throats whoa whoa are you saying Jimmy Garoppolo is not elite Chris no, I'm not. I'm. I'm saying exactly that. I don't think Jimmy G's elite, but also is Jimmy G even playing? He has a high ankle sprain. Nick Mullins might be the quarterback for the next yeah, few weeks. I think actually he Nick Mullins is you know slated to be the quarterback next week. Um, yeah. Now I remember. I remember at one point last year, you know Nick Mullins played a game, and he you know Kyle Shanahan made him look really good. So I don't know. I'm not. That's I'm not, Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. Yeah. It does happen, and I think... The schedule for the next three weeks, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo is out. They play the Giants, they play the Eagles, and they play the Dolphins. They're lucky with that schedule. Yeah. They're so yeah, fucking fuck. lucky that they had that schedule. Um, But with that said, I don't... I would not be shocked at all if the Giants won this week. If, if Jimmy G's out. If Jimmy G's out and, like, the... Because their corners are so bad without Sherman and they have another starter that's out as well. Um, their current starters right now are bad. Like I, the Niners. Are, and also who's rushing the passer? No one. I mean, they, have, trade, they, tra- they trade the Forrest Buckner away. Solomon Thomas tore his ACL. Nick Bosa tore his ACL. Bosa yeah. tearing their ACL in the same game is just fucking bonkers. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe, Way back when Kyle Shannon punched a baby in the face and karma just bit him in the ass here. I, I have no fucking clue. But they have no defense. Like, none of their elite defensive talent right now. None. And Javon Kinlaw is a rookie. He's played pretty well as a rookie. But other than that, like, they do have D Ford. I love D Ford. But that's really it. They have nobody else. Richard Sherman's on the IR right now. Do they, do they still the have... Giants win this game. What's up? I said, do they still have Eric Armstead? I don't remember if he stayed. Uh, they do. They yeah. do. I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm just forgetting something. Ziggy Ansa, I believe, as Ziggy well. Ansa, that man hasn't been good in <laughs> He's a name. Yeah, name. yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah. Eric Armstead's still there. I thought so. 
but I mean, still, you're missing. You're missing one of the league leaders and pressures last year as a rookie in Nick Bosa. You're missing Solomon Thomas, who's a fucking monster. Like, I know Jimmy G is not like amazing, but he's a like he's <laughs> kind of an underrated quarterback in terms of like everybody's just so like easy. They're everybody's so easy to say, oh, he's a system quarterback. Blah blah blah, but you know what? He's pretty damn good in that system. He's not like an amazing quarterback. I'm never gonna label him as elite. But if you had to tell me that I have the 49ers roster healthy, and he said, "Oh, and your quarterback's Jimmy G," I would feel pretty good about my chances to win. But right. Chris, I got a question for you. All right, it's hard to derail your train. If you if you're a coach next year and you can pick one quarterback and you could either have Jared Goff or Jimmy G going forward, who do you pick? Um, probably Jimmy G. I think that's fair. I think because the reason why I ask is we're talking about a system, and I think I, there's never been a quarterback more reliant on his coach and his system than Jared Goff. I think he looks like an absolute lost little kid whenever he doesn't have McVay in his ear. And I think, you know, but anyway, sorry to derail your train there. I just thought it was. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I, I I would think Jimmy G just because he's played in two separate systems before and I mean so is Jared Goff but the first system he had was only his rookie year for like six games and he looked like the worst quarterback in the league so it's just you know it's one of those things but you know I don't know I don't know do, do the 49ers lose this week Con, I don't think I don't I don't think you think so I think I think you're too I think down you're on too the Giants yeah, I think it's yeah. way too down the Giants. I mean, the 49ers are so banged up that I wouldn't necessarily put it past the Giants sneaking their first win of the season out like this, but I would still go with the 49ers. I think I think Daniel Jones is better than Nick Mullins. And... I agree, but I'm I'm also confident that even with all the injuries that the 49ers defense is going to be better than the Giants defense. Well, sure. Giants defense has looked Shanahan's good so far. Kyle Shanahan's a way better coach They're than Mitch Trubisky. And, and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, a rookie Ben Roethlisberger. To be fair. Yeah. A I mean, I'm just. I mean, still. I mean, the Steelers' offense is pretty fucking good. So I. I mean. I'm just saying. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm. You know me. I am not going to overrate the Giants. I know <laughs> the Giants are bad. I'm just saying the fucking 49ers are so banged up. Do not be shocked. At all, if the Giants pull this one out, you want the Giants to win? Fuck no. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Because here's the thing: the Giants aren't going anywhere. If you're okay, I hate, I hate that point. So many fans are like, "Oh, I want my team to win as many games as possible, even if they don't make the playoffs, because I don't want to see my team lose." Fuck you. That's stupid. Fuck you. If you're a Giants fan and you're like, "Oh, I'd rather the Giants go seven and nine and zero and 16, Fuck you. You're what's wrong with the, this fucking fan base. Or part of what's wrong with this fan base. I w- if the Giants can go 0-16, 2-14, if you don't want Trevor Lawrence, there's a damn good tackle that I would love to take coming out of Oregon, who looks like the next fucking Joe Thomas. I would love to have him, even though the Giants did just draft uh, Andrew Thomas. But you know what? There's two tackle spots, and I would fucking love him. I would fucking love him. I would die to have that fucking guy on his team. Either way, not going to go too deep on the Giants because, you know, you know how long that can take. Uh, moving on. So the Vikings. Con? Con. Uh, Connor? Do I get a pass? 
No. Okay, you, it's a pass if you talk about Drew Locke and how terrible he is. I also said Josh Allen was going to be good. Okay. Remember when I said that yes. Not all my takes Vikings are cold. have a shot to become last. 5 and 11. I know. I remember. Remember when I said that that was a possibility? Let me stand up for the Vikings. I'll try. By all means, how how could you? I'm I'm <laughs> gonna try to craft an argument for them. So, Mike Zimmer is a terrific defensive coach. We can all agree on this. And their cornerbacks are all very very young. You can coach young players to be significantly better through the course of a season. So I do think that this defense will get better. If I had to, if I had to, if I had to predict a way for the Vikings to squeeze into a playoff spot, it would involve the Vikings. De- okay, it would involve the Vikings defense getting better off the strength of his coaching, and then Kirk Cousins turning this around a little bit and getting more comfortable with Irv Smith Jr., who's a very talented tight end. I think he's the backup tight end right now to Kyle Rudolph, and having a little bit more of a connection with Adam Thielen. But Adam Thielen's connection is fine. There's outside of Adam Thielen, he can't do much. Adam um, Thielen is not a number one receiver, and the fact that they try to make him one when they got rid of Stephon Diggs is absurd. And now that you're relying on your entire production to go through one player. Maybe Justin Jefferson improves, okay? Yeah. Uh, dude, you can't rely on a rookie receiver to carry a fucking offense, especially when yeah. you're a quarterback that you've paid an absurd I amount of money. I agree. 15 passer rating and passed four well, fucking times in one half. Dude, they're fucking awful. I'm well, trying to craft an argument. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is too, it, it's not even like they're playing Justin Jefferson Jefferson that much. No, like he's splitting not. snaps. He should not be splitting snaps. I agree. He should not be splitting snaps. But I maybe they'll let him play more as the season progresses. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of other reasons that they can make it. Yeah, I like Dan man. Bailey. Dan Bailey is a good guy. We're not talking about kickers. I'm Cowboys you. kicker. He's, he's you if you don't very stop solid Um, and <laughs> I love Dalvin Cook. I know he's a running back. I know he's not going to have a big impact on how many wins the team has necessarily, but he is an all-purpose back. They also like Alexander Madison, who seems like a very capable backup. I mean, if the team's going to turn around, Kirk Cousins has just got to play better. Um, and I'm assuming for that to happen, Justin Jefferson and Irv Smith Jr. are going to have to forge a connection with him. Um. Yeah, I, I. They're not looking like a playoff team. I predicted them to go to the playoffs. It's week two, and I'm already feeling pretty bad about that. But you know, I also predicted Josh Allen would be good. I just want to sneak that in there. Okay, we're not going to celebrate two wins, very good wins, granted against the Jets and the Dolphins. He looks really good. You put that points up against any team. I mean, he, it, these are NFL teams at the end of the day. Josh Allen looked good. Wait, 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 wait. You're, they're, they're 30 point games. He had 400 passing yards. He yeah, looked he looks terrific. Good. He looked terrific. He, he, he didn't look Stephon like. Stefan looks terrific too. He's, he's My still. He's, team. He's, here's the thing I don't want to undersell Josh Allen because he has looked really good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to undersell. I'm not going to pretend like he hasn't looked good because I have He looks improved. And, and they have very great, they're, they're a very well coached team. I think and he would acknowledge that. McDermott's no, a very good coach. Awesome. And the thing yeah. is, they're running play action more than every other team, and that's just really making passing the game that much easier for Josh Allen because clearly going into the year, you see from week one, they had a plan that they're going to limit what they do with Josh Allen in terms of his passing 
And then they just expanded on it to where they just made these easy throws for Josh Allen to where, hey, you know what? Even though we kind of limited him week one in terms of like average depth of target, that completely changed week two. He was throwing the ball downfield all fucking day, which has really been part of his issue. He's been such a bad deep ball thrower. And then all of a sudden you get Stefan Diggs, you implement more of a play action passing game. And Josh Allen just looks like a brand new quarterback. Do I think this lasts against better defenses? Hell no. But I am getting a little bit of Lamar vibes from last year. Not like not where I think he's going to be MVP. Not where I think he's going to be all pro. Do I even think he makes the Pro Bowl? Well, maybe because Buffalo loves him and he's going to get a ton of votes and the Pro Bowl is rigged because it's just fan votes. But either way, I'm getting a little bit of that feeling after week two, like I did last year after Omar's first two weeks where it's like, maybe this guy is starting to get it. Because Lamar, we saw his so that was a year. good take from Connor. We a better take from Connor. We can agree than the Vikings take. Well, you said he was good, which I'm not ready to say that yet. But it was a better. T- it's looking better than the Vikings. It's take. looking better, 100. Yes. It's 100 looking better. Uh, Win some, lose some. Yeah. Uh, moving on. This will be our last topic before uh, before we get out of here. Uh, we have a Thursday night game tomorrow, and. Uh, by the way, uh, we, when we record our next episode Friday, we will not have Gavin. He's going to the mountains with, with uh, his girlfriend his fa- uh, and her family. So uh, if he goes missing, we, um, we uh, know who help. he was with. Help me. Help me. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so moving on the jacksonville jaguars are uh home favorites they are favorites against the miami dolphins this is Minshew versus fitzpatrick the mustache versus the beard did you guys hear this uh back and forth between Minshew and uh and fitzpatrick it was funny as fuck honestly I, they, like we're going at it on twitter not really not seriously but he was uh basically brian fitzpatrick said the beards are better than mustaches and that you know you only keep a mustache if you have a patchy beard and the Minshew basically just called Ryan Fitzpatrick old and then that was the extent of it yeah ba- basically basically five way Jacksonville Jaguars who again were apparently coming into the season trying to tank and I mean it's kind of hard to do that when you're playing as well as Gardner Minshew is right now but you know they're favored to uh win this game by three points uh I will go to Gavin. I'll go to you first. I haven't gotten to you first all episode, I believe. So. Oh, well, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you go first. I think so far, Minshew has, you know, he's proven that, one, why I've been saying it, and I think I'm not the only one that's been saying it, that he that he kind of is untankable. You can't really put him on the field and expect to go 2-14 and because he's, he's, he's just not going to let it happen. Um, he's that kind of one person, and two, he has the ability to, to, to throw the ball and he's good, you know? Uh, I mean, so I don't know, man. I, although I don't like this Jaguars team as a favorite, I don't really like betting on them as a favorite. It's strange. Cause I don't, I, I don't think their roster is good. I think, I think the Jaguars are bad, but I think that Minshew is good enough to keep them competitive in, in nearly every game, uh, especially against the dolphins. Were, but man, this is tough. This is one of those ways it could go either way. 
But I think I'll, I'll be clear. I wouldn't bet on this game ever. But if I'm going to make a pick, I'll go with Minshew. I I, I picked Minshew last week and it, and it went well for me. So he, he ended up covering. Yeah, but I mean, Minshew, just to give context to how good he's been for two games, uh, he has a 75.4 complete percentage, 512 yards, six touchdowns against two interceptions. His touchdown percentage is 9.2% of his attempts. That's definitely going to come down. But nonetheless, still fucking awesome. Uh, 7.9 yards per attempt. And he's just, you know, he's, like Gavin said, I think he's, he's untankable. I, I think there's a real shot that Jaguars just say, hey, we're just going to build around this guy because this guy is super fucking talented. Connor, go. So I recently found out that Byron Jones wouldn't be playing this game. As a Cowboys fan, I think he's a very good cornerback. I think I agree with you guys that Gardner Minshew is an untankable quarterback. I also agree with Gardner Minshew that mustaches are better than beards. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, yes. hold up, hold the trying fuck to sneak that in there. How are mustaches better than beards? Minshew's mustache is better than Fitzpatrick's beard. No, it is not. I no, Minshew's got a nice mustache. No, yes, he Have does. You Have you seen Giovanni Bernard's mustache? Really good. First, fuck you. No, how, how can you? We're talking you even about great say, mustaches of history. Tom Selleck. How, how can you even say that his mustache is better than uh? Min, he than has like Parker. an A plus mustache. I would say Fitzpatrick has like a B, B minus beard. You know what? Why? Why am I? Why am I talking facial hair opinions from somebody who can't grow facial hair? Go on, just go on with your fucking football pick. <laughs> Ouch. Jesus Unnecessary God. burn. And the worst part about that is people can't see us. So I, I I like to think that people were imagining me with like a full beard and mustache. But yeah, no, that's not what's going on up here. They can, pro- they can probably tell from our logo you can't grow one. Oh, God. Ouch. Anyway, um, I was, I'm, I'm a little flustered from that, Chris. It felt unnecessary. <laughs> I'm also going to pick the Jaguars. I think Gardner Minshew has been, obviously been playing very well this year. They almost beat the Titans. The Titans are a good team. The Dolphins aren't really a good team. They're going to be missing Byron Jones. They 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 didn't beat, they didn't beat the Titans. They they uh. I said they, they almost beat the Titans. Oh, almost. Okay, sorry, sorry. Almost beat the Titans. Uh, um, let me just uh before I get to Peach Mini, let me just say the uh the records real quick, uh, uh so that way we can uh, get a nice. You know, we, we can see. So Connor actually didn't finish his picks last week. He, not last. Yeah, yeah, last week. He was supposed to send me the rest of his picks. But uh, on the picks he made, he was 7-4, and four, so pretty good. That brings his total to 14-12-1 for uh, the best record between the three of us, Gavin, Connor, and I, who uh, started this uh, before Peachman was able to make his first uh, appearance. Uh Gavin went ten and six this past week, so that's a really, really, really good score, uh, really good record. He is now sixteen, fifteen, and one on the year. Peach Mini in his first uh, action was uh, ten and five, so he fucking killed it. Uh, I am. Uh, I went seven and nine, uh, twelve, nineteen, and one on the year. Not great, not great, but my best bets on Twitter. You'll see my best bets. I am nine, three, and one, so that's pretty fucking good. Check yourself out, Chris. So I'm uh, just saying, uh, CP McGuire 10 on Twitter. If you want to um, uh, follow, see my best bits. Uh, no, no shame uh, plug right there. Uh, so P. Schmitty, uh 10 and five on the year. You're doing awesome. What? Do you, how do you think this game's gonna go? 
Um, I'm going to jump to 11 and 5 on the year after I take the Jags tomorrow. Although, you know, I do think the Jags won. And I don't think. Uh, I just. I hope it's a good game. It's either going to be a really like fun offensive game where the defense is doing nothing on either side, or it's going to be like a ten to seven Jags win game. And I really hope that's not the case because that would be a really boring ass game. And I'm very excited for some reason tomorrow just to watch good old Minshew go at it. But yeah, give I, me. I, I hope we get good Ryan Fitzpatrick tomorrow. That would just make this game so much better. I want to see good Ryan Fitzpatrick against good Gardner Minshew. Like there, there would be, it would be so fun to see like that little like rivalry. And it's not even like a real rivalry, but just seeing that come together, like that would be so fucking awesome. Uh, but either way, uh, I, I like want to go away from you guys, but I like, I just feel like for how well the Jaguars have played this year, it's just kind of hard not to pick them. Because like it's just they played the Titans close and the Titans are a pretty good team. They they beat the Colts who I had going to the playoffs. I believe I believe P. Schmitty had them going to the playoffs and Gavin Gavin had them just missing the playoffs. So like they're a pretty good they're a pretty good roster as well. So it's just tough. But uh, I don't know. I think I think the real the only way that this game ends up really on the Dolphins' favor is if. Devontae Parker ends up having a good game, which he's going to be matched up against a rookie stud in C.J. Henderson, who's been awesome thus far. Uh, and then maybe Mike Gusecki, but he's going to be going against uh, Miles Jack. So, I mean, for, for uh, you know, this Jaguars defense isn't quite what it was for two biggest weapons the Dolphins have. it They match up pretty well to those two guys. Uh, so I am also going to go to Jaguars. I think, you know, what's wild about uh, Minshew's start so far. He started this hot basically without his best weapon. Like DJ Chark through two games, he has seven targets on the year. Which is crazy. Like last game, he had a good game four 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 receptions on four targets. 84 yards, but like on a season, he's seven for 109 yards and like a t- and a touchdown. Like he's, you know, he, he Minshew's doing this, and his best other weapons, Lavishka Chanel, who he's a rookie receiver out of Colorado, who's not supposed to do anything this year. So that's wild. Just a little little food for your thought there. I'm taking the Jags. So all four of us clean sweep. Sweep. Uh, I might as well just copy all your picks because i'm down right now and i need to catch up to you guys so might as well might as well take your picks i guess anyway well that is our show guys uh anything you guys want to say before we head out um as a dj shark fantasy owner i really hope his targets increase especially this thursday uh that is all that is all that's that's all that's all he's got to fucking say peace he's audi gavin um I'm just curious about what do you guys think the I asked about the over under on how how soon we'd see Justin Herbert and turns out uh the Chargers doctor kind of Oh, uh, how the fuck do we not even talk about that? How do we not even talk about disturbing that? Disturbing story, right? That was Yeah, the so doctor, all- the Los Angeles Chargers doctor was administering a uh a, a shot into uh 
Terod Taylor's chest a painkiller, and he punctured his lung. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, worst thing about seeing my doctor is like when he asked me to like drop my pants. Like that's really that's really the only thing that I I get worried about. Can you imagine getting your fucking lung punctured? And then like almost, and like this could end his career. I mean, we've seen two. Yeah. Says if Tyrod Taylor losing his job to a rookie quarterback, and and now it looks like Herbert's here to stay. And if he keeps playing like he did against the you know the Chiefs, then I don't see Tyrod Taylor ever coming back. And um, so well, I don't know, man. That that's that's tough. But that doctor's got to be fired, right? I mean, if it was malpractice, then absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I don't know, like that, like literally the worst thing when I think about a doctor is dropping my pants in a cold room. That that that's the only thing that I I I get worried about when it comes yeah. to doctors. Yeah, but uh, I was gonna ask though, like, when do we see Tua, or do we see him at all this year? We gotta see Tua. There's no, there's no way, there's no way in hell they can go for the season with just bad quarterback play from Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then just be okay with it. Like you drafted, you drafted Tua for a reason. Apparently, his hips healthy. If it's not healthy, whatever. But it's just like, what, what the fuck are we waiting for? There's no, there's no reason for us not to see Tua by now, right? Especially because you got to get his connection with Devontae Parker, with Preston Williams, with Mike Isiki. Like the, the time is now to develop that connection. I, I don't, I don't see him not getting on the field. I think I this is for a big stinker from from Fitzpatrick, just like how we saw Josh Rosen eventually, you know, and then went back to Fitzpatrick. But I think once when we get a really bad game. He had that one three interception game. If we get another one of those, I think we see Tua, and, and they don't look back. I hope so. I, yeah. I really hope so. Who knows? Maybe maybe we see tomorrow. Maybe uh, maybe Henderson gets a pick or two on uh, Fitzmagic, or yeah. maybe we get literally Fitzmagic. Oh, I fucking maybe love Fitzmagic. Touchdown, greatest quarterback of all time, Fitzmagic tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't fucking believe you said beards are better. I mean, a uh, mustache is better than a beard, Connor. I said Gardner Minshew's mustache was better than Pat. It's a bad take. It's just a bad take. Yeah, come on. It's an elite mustache. Just, just, it's a elite beard. Look at, look, literally, look up Ryan Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson's gear, and just look at that beard. Mm. He's got swag. He does have swag. He does have swag. Oh, he's. I love Fitzmagic. Dude, Fitzmagic. I, you know. When Drew Brees, the mustache we, fits Gardner Minshew's persona, though. When we see these great quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Ryan Fitzpatrick fall off a cliff, it's just sad, you know. <laughs> two Hall of Famers. Can I just say, most of the greatest quarterbacks of all time also could not grow facial hair. Getting back to that little dig you took at me, Chris. Uh I mean, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady can. Dan Marino. Tom, Tom Brady can. Curl facial hair. They're clean shaven though. But he, but he can. He he's grown beards many times before. Yeah, Brett, not like a not like a Fitzpatrick one. Brett Favre can grow a very awesome beard. Peyton Brett Manning. Right now, I've never seen Peyton Manning with a with a full no, beard. No, Peyton Manning. No, I, I don't. I don't know if he can. To be honest, I have no fucking clue. No, no idea. <laughs> My idol. I mean, no idea. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. He he grows beard, mustache. Dan Marino, I don't, I can't remember Dan Marino having a beard. Well, uh, I, I don't know. He seems like a too conservative a guy who would want like to 
clean shaven, that kind of guy. Yeah. That could be yeah, it. Yeah, he seems like one of those guys. Uh God, now now I'm kind of Joe Montana. Steve Young. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't I, think I, so either. Ben I'm thinking I might, I might be onto something beard. here. Big mm. Ben could grow a fucking beard. Hell he yeah. Can. He looks like yeah. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Oh god. What a fucking what a weirdo. <laughs> All right, we we gotta end this. We gotta stop. We gotta stop <laughs> fantasizing about quarterback beards. All right, guys, thank you for listening. If you have a uh, quarterback beard that you think uh, trumps uh, Gardner Minshew's mustache and will make Connor look fucking stupid, just you know, tweet at me. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>